Hello and welcome to another edition of Discover Mercer County Business. I'm your host, Rod Wilt, and I'm the Executive Director of Penn Northwest Development Corporation, and we are Mercer County, Pennsylvania's Certified Economic Development Organization. Our motto is, make it in Mercer County, and our role is to create low-cost financing solutions for recruiting, retaining, and growing jobs and business opportunities in every corner of our county. The sole purpose of this program is to showcase people and organizations that are making things happen here, and we interview them to find out why they have chosen Mercer County as a great place to live, work, and play. We're producing this show in conjunction with Teal College students, faculty, and staff, and we're coming to you from the state-of-the-art TV and radio studios in the James Pettus Communications Center on Teal's campus in Greenville. If you would like to connect with our Improvement Movement team to see how you can make it in Mercer County, please visit our website at penn-northwest.com or call us at 724-662-3705. You can also find us on YouTube by searching Penn Northwest Development Corp or connect with us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. We hope you enjoy this edition of Discover Mercer County Business. And today we welcome to our program, Mr. H. Bender from Team Hardinger. And H, welcome to the program. We really appreciate you visiting with us. Rod, thanks for having me here. H, I gotta ask you, tell us about Team Hardinger. What is it and what do you do? So Team Hardinger is a transportation and warehouse company. Uh, we focus on really understanding our customers and really then trying to deploy our capabilities in a manner that benefits them. So those capabilities are uh, asset-based trucking. Uh, and so we run a 64 truck fleet over the road, uh, regional, as well as uh, less than truckload uh, box trucks doing final mile delivery. Uh, we also have a brokerage unit, uh, which uh, executes truckload, intermodal, and less than truckload business. Uh, and that we find that oftentimes customers that have shipments going in various directions can benefit from that, uh, as well as uh, some of the smaller shippers on our LTL brokerage uh, platform. And then our, our third, and the one that you and I have talked about the most, is our warehousing uh, service. Uh, we operate just over half a million square feet of space uh, in Northwest Pennsylvania, two sites in Erie, uh, one site in Grove City. Uh, two of those sites are foreign trade zones. Uh, and uh, again, really trying to drive value for our customers with both the warehouse and then the integrated services such as the foreign trade zone, uh, the kitting, uh, sequencing, uh, export packaging, and so forth uh, within uh, that group. Been to the sites, fascinated by the technology, really want to drill into that a little bit, but before I do, how'd you get involved with the company? Uh, you went from working there to owning the place, but fill in the blanks. I always wanted to, you know, I looked up to guys that had their own business and I always wanted to uh, get into that myself. Uh, and uh, so I ended up, my goal uh, when I graduated from college was to work at a business and work my way up to running at least a site so that you know, I could learn all those hard lessons on somebody else's dime. Uh, and, I, and I learned a few hard lessons, uh, it, but you know, thankfully it was on somebody else's dime. Uh, but we also had a lot of success. Uh, so my career took me uh, to with uh, USF Logistics, uh, which has become YRC Logistics, and now I believe is being rebranded Yellow okay. uh, at this point, uh, to uh, Chicago, Oklahoma City, and North Jersey, 
Uh, my wife and I had our first daughter. We now have four. And we were looking to get back to my hometown, which is Erie, Pennsylvania. And so I was pitching to a number of folks of, hey, here's what I've done, and but here's what we're looking to do as well. And a gentleman named Bill Shaw, uh, I was connected with him, and uh, we hit it off, and he offered me a role, and, and I went to work for him. So that was in 2008, just before the Great Recession. So I went from a large, stable company to a small business. And, and as you can imagine, uh, when, when volume goes down, uh, so does cash flow and everything else. So uh, although I learned a lot of lessons at the, the large company, there, it's nothing like uh, working at a small business. Uh, and then uh, as things progressed, um, you know, unfortunately, Bill's son uh, passed away in 2015, uh, who was the likely heir apparent for the company. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we, uh, you know, Bill and I uh, moved to a, a buyout. So he helped me, he, at the age of 90, he decided wow. to retire. Wow. Uh, and uh, he was able to provide some third position financing uh, for then me to acquire the company. Wow. So born and raised in Erie, but you're a Division One athlete. So how did the sports connection and what you learned, those lessons, uh, talk a little bit about that. Because I, I as an athlete myself, back in, way back in the day, uh, I know that that played a big role in all the different things I've done in my adult life. But how about for you? So, I mean, winning's great. Uh, but with every win, it's uh, in, in the crew world. Uh, so I, I rode crew uh, in Erie at Mercer Prep and then at Syracuse. Uh, in college, you actually, if you lose, you take the shirt off your back and you give it to the winning boat. Wait, that's that's part of the it's part of the tradition of crew. Okay. So that is. Um, so I have a few racing jerseys and I gave a few away. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it's really a humbling experience to give those away. Uh, and it's it's really fun to 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 have grab a couple. Yeah. Um, and but they were uh, some of some some of the ones we won were against some major schools. Uh, so that was uh, so some really great wins. So, you know, when you're training, you know, much like in, in business, you know, you don't see your results for uh, you know six months, nine months, two years down the road, uh, until you really see the results. And it's it's similar in, in business today. Right, the wins that we have uh, don't come overnight. They come as a result of doing all sorts of little things that add up to a uh, a long-term success. So you started in the company right during the Great Recession of 2008. So there was a crater there. I'm sure you drew on a lot of that discipline from your days as an athlete to build things back. How do, how did that go? Well, how do you how do you bring a a pretty decent mid-sized company back from the abyss like that? Yeah, I mean, so we didn't go, I mean, we were down. But you weren't out. We weren't out. Right. I'm not sure I would call that the abyss. Okay, very good. Very <laughs> but, good. Fair. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a challenge every day. Uh, but it was a lot of little wins, and, and we really had a great team. So, I mean, what a lot of small businesses have, and, and where we all win against big business, is we, we typically have a lot of really great people, uh, and, and that are also very loyal, and so they, they work with us. Uh, and we had some great partners uh, that also worked with us as well uh, during that time, uh, and then supported us. And you know, little by little, we had we continued to have more wins, and we, we crawled out of that um, over the course of the next year or two. Yeah, technology plays a big role in your 
business, and I'm sure it played a big role in you in building it back up. But what I saw when I was at the facilities, especially with the foreign trade zone, is is how technology driven that trucking and warehousing and shipping is. Talk talk a little bit about the role that technology plays in your general warehousing operation, and then also in the operation of the foreign trade zone. You know, with, with anything, and you know, maybe take a step back a little bit when we. Uh, started with the company, and again, a lot of small businesses have, along with those uh, loyal and, and talented team members, uh, also provide really great personalized service to their customers. Right, and we've done that for years, and we, we've done well at that. Uh, but where we lacked was the technology, right? And so, as we recovered, and after we recovered, uh, we started to invest in that technology, uh, whether that's on our, our transportation side or our, our warehouse side. And we invested in Manhattan scale. So it's a best in class uh, warehouse management system. And when you think of a warehouse management system, that manages uh, the workflow and the orders within the four walls of the warehouse. And then oftentimes integrates with our customers uh, ERP system. That's really a, a qualifier to becoming a foreign trade zone. Okay. So you need, you need to have what I'm gonna say at a minimum industry standard, if not industry best in class so it's not um, something that you can run off Excel you know when there's you know if you have a, a 5,000 square foot facility you know uh, you can count the, count on Steve that he knows where where everything where is, everything is. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but when it's <laughs> 500,000 square feet uh, and multiple customers uh, it, you need technology to manage not only where the product is but where it's going uh, in that, that workflow, as well as the, the productivity of the team. Yeah, what I noticed is, uh, geez, everything's got a barcode, everyone's got the info, you know, the, the gun, I don't, um, you know, it's just amazing to me that is all your different customers stuff come, comes in and goes out, but 24, 30 foot high bays, you know, where every single thing is. And how often are you counting? You, you, you were talking to us a little bit about how that inventory management system works, where for some customers you're counting weekly and others not so often when someone walks into a big warehouse like that how did what goes into managing that so i mean it, first of all all that's set up during our discovery process so okay when, when we by the customer you and the customer in partnership with the customer okay. so as we are i want to say onboarding a new account uh, we go through and show them our process our, our standard process and many folks say hey that's okay that that's works great for us and some folks say, hey, we'd like this a little bit different. Uh, and so whether that's how we, we ship or how we receive or so forth. Uh, but, you know, we count everything and reconcile everything on the inbound side. You know, so garbage in, garbage out. Yep. So you need a, I mean, that, a significant effort there and a check and balance. Uh, and then also on the outbound side. So product is uh, pick staged, audited, and then loaded. Uh, so that's a major, th those are Two of the primary checks and balances. The other one is the cycle count program. To say, how do we catch errors? Uh, and during that, you know, our standard is that we count everything in the warehouse every six months. Okay. Uh, but some uh, companies have A products that they want counted weekly, monthly, or so forth uh, that are high value and or high turn, and, and we want to ensure the accuracy going forward. So what these programs do and these checks and balances, as well as training for our team, uh, and management of our team and, and so forth is ensure that we're able to deliver, deliver uh, our orders on time 
accurate and also maintain accurate inventory uh, within the four walls, which is what our customers expect. Yeah, so when you do that within the confines of a foreign trade zone, let's break that question up into two parts. The first part would be, on a, on a high level, what does a foreign trade zone designation do for a company that is importing goods from overseas? What, what advantage does that pose to them? So there are several potential advantages. Uh, so for, like you mentioned, a foreign trade zone is r really there to help importers, all right? And so when your uh, companies are importing, there's three main ways to save. And so ultimately, right, it's the math problem. So we're here to help a customer achieve a better math problem. Uh, and in the foreign trade zone, a customer that is bringing in multiple containers a week uh, is able to save money. Uh, on, it's called the MPF or merchandise processing fee savings. So customs will charge up to $528 per container. As a merchandise Wait, for one box. For one box. Okay. Uh, coming in. Uh, and in a foreign trade zone, that fee will be charged once per week for all the containers that came in. So volume is king. Volume, volume is key. Okay. Volume is key for the MP, MPF savings. Gotcha. So paying 528 once per week uh, or once per container is, is a significant savings. But again, volume is key in that example. Uh, the other example is high value, high duty. Uh, so it's a duty deferral program. So when product is admitted to the zone, product is uh, it's essentially in bond in, the, in an island, if you will, uh, in, in terms of U.S. customs. It does not go, you do, a customer does not pay duty until that material goes to domestic commerce. Okay. So they are, from the time that it, it sits in the zone, whether that's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, there's no duty paid. So if, if you have a product that is high value, and or high duty rate, there's a cash flow savings on deferring that duty. Yeah, you're just kicking the can down the road till you actually have a customer on the other end that's gonna pay you and then you can pay the duty on it. You got it. Okay. And then on the, the third way, not as common, is the inverted tariff. Uh, so an inverted tariff means if you're bringing in, uh, let's say speakers and a DVD player at a higher duty rate individually, but a home entertainment center has a lower duty rate uh, you can bring those in individually into the zone. Again, that island in, in terms of what U.S. Customs thinks. Uh, and then not, and by the time they're shipped out to domestic commerce, you've manufactured and you need manufacturing authority to do that uh, from U.S. Customs and put those together to a, a home entertainment unit. And so that duty rate might be less. Okay, so you got... Two different shipments coming in, you're opening the boxes, you're combining them, reboxing them, shipping them out, and because you made something from a couple different components, you might be at a 25% duty rate, and you might be able to reduce that to five or 10%. You got it. Okay, so you know when we, when we went through uh, in the last um, you know, federal administration, the Trump administration put a lot more tariffs on, did you see a, an upswing in your business um, perhaps, or, or was there more, the higher the tariffs, the more the FTZ, um, plays a role, perhaps, for, a, for someone importing? So, I mean, we didn't see a, a huge upswing lo locally and regionally, uh, just because, again, what, what we talked about in the beginning is, is that volume is, is king. Gotcha, okay. Right? On a national level, with uh, a, a lot of major companies, there was a, a very significant upswing. Okay, very good. And in your, and in your facilities, you're, um, 
just on the edge of Mercer County and in Erie, I, I was just fascinated to learn that we have a lot of importers in Northwest Pennsylvania. And you've, you're finding them and helping them save money. You got, that's our mission. Oh, that's great. Hey, we're going to come back in just a little bit and uh, talk a little bit more to uh, H with Team Hardinger. We really appreciate him being here, and we'll be right back after this uh, quick break. Looking to expand and grow? Then Mercer County, Pennsylvania is the right place for you. Whether your company is involved in manufacturing, technology, logistics, health, or business services, shale gas exploration, or retail, we can help. Mercer County, Pennsylvania offers low-cost land, valuable infrastructure, a quality labor force, and the right financial tools to make your corporate expansion an affordable reality. Mercer County is only a day's drive to major markets including Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, New York City, Chicago, and even Southern Canada. Companies like GE Transportation, Joy Cone Company choose to make it in Mercer County, and Penn Northwest wants to show you how your company can also make it in Mercer County too. Our team of experts will help you expand and save dollars. How does Penn Northwest do it? How does Penn Northwest save companies so much money? With a combination of low interest loans, grants and credits, tax abatements, and even tax-free property. Here's the best part. Penn Northwest will do most of the work for you. Just click on the button below and get the process started. Or you can first get an idea of how your organization can make it in Mercer County by using the savings estimator located at makeitinmercercounty.com. You'll see that expanding your business in Mercer County, Pennsylvania is the move that makes the most dollars and cents. Call Penn Northwest Development Corporation at 724-662-3705 for more information. And welcome back to this edition of Discover Mercer County Business. I want to thank our guest, H. Bender from Team Hardinger for making it in Mercer County. And H, I want to talk to you about your team. You've mentioned them a lot during this uh, interview. And how big is the team? How many of those people did you inherit when you bought the company? You know. 14 years ago now, or when you started, and um, what do you look for in employees? There's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, so our team is uh, just under 150 strong. Wow. Uh, and that's, that's everything from drivers, warehouse team members, office clerks, um, management, and so forth, as well as our maintenance shop. We have a, what I'm going to say is a fantastic team, right? And I think any a business leader that tells you otherwise, I mean, that's that's where you make it. We can't do it ourselves. Uh, and so you have to have a, a, a really, a, I'm going to say, a great team, and, and thankfully we do. Um, the vast majority of our, our team members have been with the company for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm going to say last year that most of our turnover came from retirements. Oh, great. Uh, which is yeah. uh, really fantastic. Um, and a testament to really the longevity of the, what we try to provide. I'm going to say the uh, half that team today uh, came from and has been with the company for you know 10 plus years or, or even prior to me joining the company. Uh, and then half of our leadership team is, is relatively new and young. So we, we try to mix that together with, to where we have some folks, uh, some, some seasoned veterans uh, as well as some uh, younger up-and-comers that we're really looking to, to mold and, and develop into uh, you know, the next set of leaders you know, as that first set retires. Yeah, so you have 
obviously college graduates, people that pursued a degree, and, and what, what type of degrees do they come to you with when you're fielding resumes for a particular opening um, in, in your company? And that's part one. And then part two, you have some folks that you know are maybe involved on the transportation side, warehousing side, that maybe didn't come to you through uh, college, but maybe you're, you're looking at career centers and things like that. So talk about those two sets of uh, team members. So, I mean, we have some that are, I'm gonna say, highly educated, uh, but we also, what we look for beyond education is really motivation. So we, we have some folks that are very well educated um, and performing, you know, just as, just as good as others that are not as well educated. Are you recruiting pretty much in the Northwest PA region or do you recruit nationally for that, for that group? Really the, the Northwest PA region. Okay, great. So, I mean, it, much like, I'm gonna assume like Greenville, you know, Erie's a smaller town and what's really important is that we have people that wanna live here uh, and that, that like it here and see all the benefits of uh, Erie, which is where our corporate office is uh, and, and our main campus uh, versus somebody that really likes a big city. You know, so we're not going, to, if we find somebody with the uh, right mindset that's willing to do what it takes to support our customers, uh, you know, we're going to elevate and grow them uh, within and gr help them grow their career uh, is really more importantly uh, in Erie uh, or in Northwest PA or in on the edge of Mercer County. Uh, you know, that that's what our goal is, is, is to help people grow their career uh, once they start with us. Yeah, you and I are from here and we, we obviously love it here and we chose to either stay here or come back here. Both of us, you and I together, we both came back after being other places. How about on the uh, how about on the other side of the employment scale though? You know we hear a lot of times from our manufacturers and other people in industry harder time finding those types of employees. Are, are you finding that when you look for drivers and your mechanics and your warehouse folks? I mean, how how is the employment base out there in terms of the pool to recruit from? No matter what role you're looking for, it's hard to find talent, uh, and so it is. And a lot of what we interview for too is cultural fit. So. Uh, it, that is always a challenge, uh, you know, although knock on wood at this point, you know, we're, uh, we're set, our trucks are full, our uh, maintenance shop is full. We were able to actually pick up a couple folks during the, the downturn at, about a year ago, uh, which is, has helped us long-term. Yeah, and I, I wanted to get to this uh, before we close up. You know, how did the pandemic or how has the pandemic, it's ongoing, but how, how has it impacted your business? We know on the consumer side, you know, the Amazons of the world seem to be doing very well with all the home deliveries, but on the commercial trucking warehousing side, uh, how have you weathered the storm? Yeah, so we've, we've weathered the storm fair. Uh, it was not a record year last year, uh, but it was not our, our worst year by any means. Okay. Uh, and so uh, last year, I mean, we had a, a lot of time and I, I would say effort um, from our leadership team really focused on managing the pandemic and making sure that it doesn't shut down any one of our operations, it doesn't shut down any of our, and then as a result, our customer's business. Uh, so we wanted, we spent a lot of time there. Um, it was certainly harder for our sales team to go out and see new prospects or, or connect with their customers. Uh, and then the collabor, but most importantly is the collaboration. Mm. You know, so we, uh, as a leadership team, would get together uh, three to four times a year uh, whether that's talking about our reviewing our strategic plan or celebrating some of our accomplishments. Uh, and then afterwards, we might go out and have some chicken wings and a couple beers. Yeah. 
And, and that really gets everybody working together in, in unison. And you know, Microsoft Teams or Zoom, that just isn't the same. You know, the, the most fun we had was, was people clicking around and changing their backgrounds on our you know, last <laughs> celebration. Right, and right. You know, that, that's right. uh, pretty tame compared to you know, really what we like to do and, and getting everybody together. Well, yeah, I love the fact that just in the, in the name of your company, it's, it's Team Hardinger. So the fact that that's at the front of your, your nameplate really uh, kind of lends itself to what you were talking about, Get, keeping the team together and building that morale and, and that inter, those interpersonal relationships that make any business go. Why is that important to you? Why, why do you, I, I just, I guess I really, when I think about, you know, the industry of warehousing and trucking and I guess I don't really think about it as, as a big team concept, but you, you bring that concept right into the name of the company. So, I mean, again, we can't, no one person can do it alone. And so whether it's, uh, you know, we have multiple customers that take advantage of multiple of our services, whether that's a, a warehouse client taking, also taking advantage of our brokerage service uh, or our uh, a warehouse client taking advantage of our, our trucking service as well. And so we're really integrating that service offering to our customers. And so to, to do that and to do that well, our team needs to function as one and deliver that unified service to our customers. So that really speaks to your leadership style then. It really is team first and then your individual growth comes from just building the and supporting the team. That's your personal management style. I'm gonna guess came from your athletic background perhaps a little bit of that. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. I hope so because yeah. I always look for that tie-in between <laughs> sports and business, man. I really do. H, I really thank you for, for coming to Teal today and, and talking to us on Discover Mercer County uh, business. I, I tell you what, these shows are, are very informative, not only for me personally, but uh, for the students and the faculty and staff that get to help us produce them. And I really thank you for your time today. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this edition of our program. Uh, we are producing this show, again, in the state-of-the-art TV and radio student studios here at the James Pettus Communications Center on Teal's campus in Greenville. We, again, want to thank the students, faculty, and staff that have helped bring this show to life. If you have an idea or a suggestion for a future edition of Discover Mercer County Business, please connect with our improvement movement team on our website at penn-northwest.com or call us at 724-662-3705. And remember, you can also find out more about Penn Northwest Development Corporation by searching for us on YouTube or connecting with us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Discover Mercer County Business, and we'll see you again next time.